You are listening to How to Get Along with Your Family podcast with your host, Certified Life Coach Rebecca Ingebrigtsen, episode number three. Welcome to How to Get Along with Your Family, a podcast created for women who are exhausted from trying to please everyone just to keep the peace. We focus on real families and real solutions so you can change everything without changing anyone. Welcome back. You guys, I am so honored to be here with you. This is one of my absolute favorite topics because the way that I teach it, most people have not heard it this way and then it can be kind of mind-bendy. I wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that the third episode has taken so long to get out there. I planned on having this episode available on iTunes before Thanksgiving. But that didn't happen, and I explained that a little bit in my Thanksgiving bonus episode. But I wanted to tell you that I'm feeling really good about that now because over this past weekend, I've really been faced with my own issues on people-pleasing, and I've discovered a level of people-pleasing that I didn't even really know was there. And so I've been doing my own personal work on this all weekend. And I think that's really going to translate through this message. And I'm going to be able to bring it to you in a much deeper, loving way. And so with that, let's get started. So we're going to be talking about people pleasing specifically as it relates to our relationships with our family. But first, I want to give you a little bit of background. So we talked a little bit about our primitive brain. And one of the things that our primitive brain tells us is that we need to be part of the pack. Okay, it's a pack mentality. And when you think about it, throughout human history, people would stay in groups and that served them really well. Being in the pack meant safety, security, and support. And being separated or excluded from the pack meant probable death. And that produced a want to be accepted for fear of being cast out and alone. And we've carried that pack mentality with us throughout our history to our present day. But now we don't fear certain death. We fear social death. We still want everyone to like us. And we feel this need to be accepted and need to be normal. We think we need to agree with everyone. And we just really don't want to rock the boat for fear of that social death. And so... This is something that we carry with us throughout our families. And I find that there's at least one family member that is considers themselves the people pleaser in the family. So if you have taken on that people pleaser role, you might feel like you're the one that keeps it all from falling apart or that you keep the peace between the other members of the family. So people pleasers tend to spend a lot of time and energy rearranging plans to suit everyone's needs choosing the right gift, trying to make sure everything is perfect, thinking about what other people want, and trying to make sure everyone is happy. But why do we do this? It's because of the sweet-sounding thought that we want our family or certain members of that family to feel good. We want them to be happy and proud, and we want them to feel loved. But is this the real reason that we try to please everyone? It's not. The real reason is that we want someone else to be happy because we think then we can feel happy around that person. 
So really think about this. Why do you spend so much time trying to buy that perfect gift? Is it because that will get the reaction or the result you're looking for? And if that is the case, now this gift has all these strings attached to it when you give it. And those strings say, you must react with joy or gratitude so then I will feel good knowing that I gave you the right gift. It's like saying my action produced a feeling for you and then you produced a feeling for me. Now that's a lot of delegation around your emotional health and a lot of pressure on a gift. And it really perpetuates the idea that it's my job to make you happy and it's your job to make me happy. But this never really works because our feelings and our emotions don't work like that. There's just no possible way that you can produce a feeling for anybody else. Take a moment and think of an instance where you knew for sure that this person would be happy because of something that you did. And then they weren't. That feels really bad to us. And then we start to come up with all of the ways in which we could could have or should have done something different to get that different reaction or that different result. But in reality, it's just our thoughts that create our feelings. So that person you're trying to please can only be happy if they allow themselves to be happy. And some people just don't allow it. I've seen this happen. I don't fully understand it, but I've seen the phenomenon before where people realize that they're having fun or laughing and then they instantly change the look on their face. They stop laughing. And if that's the case, how can we figure out how we can be happy if somebody else isn't? And sometimes we might perceive them as being miserable. So how could we possibly feel good? So here's the thing, and you might not like it. But it is not your job to fix anyone else. Think about how it would feel if someone in your life was always trying to fix you or change your mood. Maybe you do have somebody in your life like that already. But it's a clear message that they don't think you are good enough the way that you are. But that's what we're doing to our family then too, right? So what can we do instead? My suggestion is to cut out the middleman. You can feel good now, even if everyone else around you feels bad. And I know that this doesn't seem possible. How can you feel good if everyone around you is upset? But let's think about this a little bit more. So when you're trying to please everyone else, where do you put yourself on the list of people to please? Way down the list, probably at the very bottom, if you even made the list at all. So it's no wonder that you haven't been able to feel good on your own, right? When I was caught up in this cycle, I would bend over backwards or do anything, no matter how inconvenient it was for me, for my family, because I knew that their happiness depended on it. And if they were happy, then I would be able to be happy and enjoy myself. But then I got to a point where I thought, how did this become my job? And I realized it was a job that I gave myself. But then I had been telling myself all of these years that it was a job that was just put on me. It was just given to me. But here is the real kicker. I was trying to please everyone around me, my husband then kids, my mother-in-law, my sister, my parents. And never once was I doing the things that would have made me happy. And most of the time, my efforts didn't work to make everybody else happy anyway. 
And then that left me even more devastated because then I had failed. So then I would beat myself up over this failure. I failed to do the right things or my failure to buy the right gift, failure to do enough or to be enough. And then everyone was having a bad time, including me, because at this point I have not done anything to improve my chances of happiness except try to force others to be something they were not. But I thought that they were the problem. And I really believed that my happiness depended on their happiness. And then I felt bad because I wondered, why didn't anyone try that hard to make me happy? It was such a vicious cycle, and it was one that always left me feeling inadequate and unloved. And I thought, how could they do this to me? Can't they see all of the time and effort that I put in? Don't they care that I always rearrange my day to accommodate theirs or spend hours looking for the right gift or that I inconvenienced myself and probably others with them in mind? No, they didn't care about those things. They didn't even know about those things. I never told them. I just expected them to do or act the way that I wanted them to so that I could feel better. And then there I would be feeling like a failure, broken and beaten down, with the monumental task of putting myself back together and trying to figure out what went wrong so that I could be better next time and then so I could feel loved. It's no wonder that I used to dream about skipping out on the holidays or the family gatherings altogether. But then I started to ask myself some questions. What if none of that were true? What if I was not responsible for keeping everyone happy and being the glue that held the family together? What if I didn't need them to be happy in order for me to be happy around them? What if I could love them and be happy and peaceful around them just the way they were? What if they were already perfect? How would that change my result? That helped me to learn that I needed to stop delegating my feelings and my emotions. Can you imagine what it would be like to be responsible for someone else's happiness all the time? Doesn't that sound like an impossible job? Yeah, it is. And that's the job that you have given yourself and the job you have given your family. What if you showed up to family events and everyone was already happy? You didn't have to do anything extra. You just showed up. Would you still feel pressure to make everything perfect for everyone? What if you took that pressure off of your family? Would that allow them to show up differently? So really imagine what it would be like if you showed up that way. What if you were happy without needing anything from them? Doesn't that sound peaceful? Ugh, I bet that would feel better to your family too. My idea is that everyone gets to show up and be authentically themselves, and I am still happy. I can still love them just the way they are, and I can take the burden of my happiness away from them. Now, the first step is to know that their unhappiness doesn't have anything to do with you. Even if they believe it is about you, it's not. It is because of the thoughts that they are having and how they perceive the world and themselves. Now, some people will always believe that bad things happen to them. They'll always believe that they're not loved no matter how much evidence you give them to the contrary. It's like being surrounded by people and still feeling alone. We can tell ourselves these stories that negate all of the ways people show up for us. It doesn't have anything to do with them. 
It's just the thoughts that you're thinking about their actions and behaviors and the beliefs that you have about yourself. So what if you knew for sure that your family would never change? How would you move forward? Would you walk away from them? Would you feel compassion and love? As much as you want it, you just don't have the power to change anyone else. You don't have the power to help them see the world through a different lens. We all have our own very personal self-discovery journey. And we can't pull the people we love along or force these ideas upon them. They must have their own journey. And all we really want is to be loved through the journey, right? And the only way that we can feel loved is producing love. And you do that with your thoughts. So what thoughts create love inside of you? Find them, use them, practice them. You cannot feel the love that somebody else has for you unless you have thoughts about them or their actions that create love inside of yourself. And I found that the more I focused on myself and my own feelings, the better my experience became with my family members. I found that I could love them even when I saw the hurt that they were bringing into their own lives. I could be the source of love that I had always wanted, that I had been looking for my whole life. I realized that I had been looking in all of the wrong places. I wanted to feel loved from the actions, words, and behaviors of my family, not even realizing that they didn't have that kind of power. They cannot possibly create those feelings inside of me, just like they can't create the negative feelings inside of me that I had been feeling. And it has been such a gift to relieve them of those duties, to learn to love myself and to love them unconditionally. And it begins by taking ownership of all the feelings you have and have had around them. All the blame and hurt can be released when you come to terms with the fact that you have created them all, not them. It is your thoughts about their behavior, words, and actions that have caused these feelings. And those thoughts are optional. You have a choice. You can feel better now without them changing a thing. You have all the love you need. So can you love yourself through this process? Can you forgive yourself for blaming them? Forgive yourself for producing these painful thoughts and beliefs? How would your life be different if you really had your own back, if you could show up for yourself in the most loving way possible? And I know that this sounds like bad news, or it can feel like bad news, but this is really great news because if you can't change them and they will not change, all you can do is change you. And if that's all you need to do to fix everything, then that's the best news possible. So from this day forward, you are never allowed to beat yourself up again. This is all just part of the human experience. And I truly believe that this is our spiritual work. We walk through this life searching for love. And then we find out we are really the only ones capable of producing that feeling for ourselves. Your freedom and power are just waiting for you. All you have to do is start taking care of yourself the way that you've been trying to take care of everyone else. Your job is you. When you are taking care of you, you are showing others what is possible and you will inspire other people to take care of themselves in the same way. But it might not be your family members that get inspired. 
And that's okay. They don't have to take the same journey as you because you will still be able to show up for them with love, compassion, and strength. And you'll be able to show up for yourself in the same way. I am so excited for you guys to take this information and really put this into practice into your own lives. I think you are amazing. Have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to How to Get Along with Your Family podcast. But don't just listen. Help someone else change their life. You can do that by sharing this episode with someone you know that needs to hear it. Oh, and have you left me a review yet? Reviews help me get in front of the women who need this the most. So please head over to iTunes and leave one. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. Until we meet again, be kind, be generous, be love.